Welcome sentient beings from all known universes and beyond. It's time to activate your cranial downlinks and prepare to receive a raft of discussion on the cosmic ocean of science fiction and fantasy topics, interviews with local area genre devotees, and insightful prognostication by our soothsayers of science fiction, our forecasters of fantasy, and any other beings that happen to get caught in our gravity well. This is the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. I'm Bill. I'm John. This is Charles. This is Audie. And I'm Seth. Seth Seth. is our guest today. Uh, Thank you for being on our podcast, Seth. Thank you. Seth is um, an avid sci-fi fan and a gamer. Sci-fi, fantasy, gamer. You name it. I I have a broad range of interests. No, that's good. So So do we. Yes. So do we. Um, shall we get started? We shall. I think we already did. It, well, uh, what would you like to talk about first? I think we need to pick up on uh, something that we left hanging in episode three, and that was um, Mace Windu. Mace Windu. Um, yeah. Uh, when approached by Red Carpet News about revisiting Mace Windu after uh, his... Uh, run ended at the end of episode three. He said, uh, this is not Mace Windu talking, but this is Samuel Samuel L. Jackson. Jackson, Because Mace Windu is a fictional character. Sure. But yes, (laughs) yes, it is Samuel L. Jackson. Thank you very much. I should, I should uh, cover these things. Right. Samuel L. Jackson played Mace Windu in episode three. In fact, through the entire prequel. Correct. Uh, series. Uh, but, Star Wars. Yeah, Star. I think everyone's got that. It's like <laughs> I, never assume. <laughs> never assume. Never, never assume. assume. But when when approached about uh, uh, the, uh, revisiting that role by the red carpet TV people, he said, "I'll cash that check," which seems to me to mean that he's probably interested in reprising that role. And if Star Wars fans will remember. Uh, Mace Windu was hurled from a very high uh, suite in, uh, in on Corsican by 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 the Emperor, mm-hmm. but we never saw a body. Right, They're, and Jedi are wily and slippery. So wily. well, and this this is the opportunity for the perfect scene where somebody goes, you know, one of the bad guys, so which, which lightsaber's yours? <laughs> and he goes, it's the one that says, bad motherfucker. <laughs> right. The purple one. <clears throat> I, I didn't know that, that was the BMF's lightsaber, but sweet. Yeah. Sweet. Mm-hmm. That would belong to Mace then. Yeah. yeah. Well, Or you know, Samuel. I, I wonder if it was hard for Samuel Jackson not to cuss during the prequel, because he seems to... He, he likes roles where there's cussing. Right, but if yeah, you memorize your lines, you know, if you're a good actor, you, you know, yeah. And he may have, they just edited it out. You <laughs> act like a non-cussing person if you're a good actor. Well, I don't, does cussing exist in that universe? Oh, it definitely oh, does. Oh, it does, yeah. yeah. If you have sentient species, you have sentient species who have various oh. words to say when they're... Irritated, hurt. Irritated, hurt. Yeah. Angry. Samuel L. Jackson. It probably is not a Jedi. I mean, Han Solo, I can see cussing all over the place. Yeah, but, but he doesn't. But, well, yeah. well, I mean, it's a kid. I mean, movie, be my, so, yeah. Yeah. Mace Windu is kind of a special case, though. He's kind of he's. I think he's what's called a gray Jedi, and he kind of he uh, is a special kind who blends the light and the dark side. And you know, and uh, that wouldn't to me. Uh, be a fascinating story to tell. I would like to hear about that. I'd like to see it because he's, uh, he's he approached uh, Lucasfilm in 2017 about reprising the, the role. Said, "Say the word, I will be there for a standalone series or to insert me into any of the uh, the new Star Wars that are coming out." And I would if I I have heard of Grey Jedi. I would like to get more info. On Great Jedi, I'd like to see it acted out in front of me. Tell me what it is. I have a funny feeling that Luke has turned into a Great Jedi. Well, before he died, spoiler mm-hmm. alert. Well, mm-hmm. here's the thing: Would a Great Jedi be anything like a Great Wizard? 
Maybe. Mm. Gandalf the Grey. And then maybe you've got well, what, what's a white the di- Jedi. What's the difference between Gandalf, Gandalf the White? Well, what's the difference? Sounds between like a wizard and a gateway. Jedi? No, no, between a white wizard and a gray wizard. Less uh, swearing. I, I More power. <laughs> How so? Um, well, you'd have to watch the series. I, I assumed well, it was us. a rank thing. It's what? It was a rank. Yeah, but I think, aren't you, don't you have, you've attained a higher rank because you can do more, more complicated purity. spells. Not purity, because uh, yeah, Sa- Sauron. Sauron, Sa- Sauron was... Oh, he was, yeah. He was horribly... He was white, and he was horrible. Yeah, yeah, true. Now, I just always assumed that Gandalf leveled up after he beat the Balrog. Yeah, maybe. Oh, is that why he came back? Yeah, he beat Or maybe the he never died. We just saw him fall. He came back the... as a white... Gandalf the White. All right. So well, he, f- he fell out the window. I, I think he did die, but he got sent back <laughs> is what it was. Yeah. So... Mark Hamill will be in episode nine uh, as a force ghost. I, I as, don't know what else. As a Gandalf being sent back. <laughs> I don't know. Luke the White is coming. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Right. Well, that'll be that'll be an interesting thing. But Samuel L. Jackson's all set to be Mace Window. To pull out the purple lightsaber and start doing his thing again. So yeah. I am I'm right I'm, in. I'm in. Yeah, I'm in for that. I think Jedi should have a staff, like a wizard. Well, they are space wizards, but... Essentially, yeah. They are. They are. There's all some wizards have wands, some have staffs. Some Yoda have walked with yeah. a cane. I mean, he did. Gandalf yeah. had a sword. So, yeah. 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 Right. So, you know, I mean, it's a space He was kind of like a warrior wizard. Yeah. Well, and the Jedis have swords, essentially. Yeah. Laser swords. Yeah, they do. They don't usually wear hats, though. No. Which is a yeah, shame. They've got their hoods. They yeah. got their hoods. Oh, yeah. They do have yeah. hoods. Yeah. Hoods and robes. Yeah. Hoods and yeah. But yeah, no no force chapeaus, shall we say. No. Yeah. Right. Hmm. Huh. So yeah. I I all right. Yeah. So So I, we got that done. We got that done. Shall we move on? Yeah, but before we do, I just want to let all of our listeners know because I'm sure you're already thinking it in the back of your mind. And yes, it's true. Today is Blue Shirt Day on the Cos- Galactic <laughs> Driftwood Podcast. I didn't get the memo. <laughs> Audie missed the memo. Again. This no. kind of uh, squinting in the right light, it could be an off blue. And I'm prettier that way. Well, <laughs> squinting. <fine>. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So anyway, yes. Uh, so that got that out of the way. Um, and so next we were talking about, was it Terminator? Uh, yes. Yes, we're going to talk about Terminator and Arnold Schwarzenegger reprising his role as the T-800 Terminator unit. which right. A much older T-2 Terminator unit. And that's just it. I mean, it, how, do you, how, how does a robot age? Well, I think Charles had a great Charles insight into robot? that in that the T-2 is coated with a biologic shell. Yeah. That was him. Yes. I, I was oh, wondering. Was that you? That was I was wondering Sorry, when we were going to see the scene where the Terminator exfoliates. <laughs> well, well, does his morning routine. Well, no, actually, if you think about the very first Terminator, you see him exfoliate. But when they exfoliate, they cut off the entire sections of their hands. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. peel it. that is, and technically, that's exfoliating because yeah. they they well, did remove all the dead skin cells along with the living ones. Yes. Yep. So it, yeah, it if you want to know how to a robot like ages he would definitely he'd be decades out of uh, software update uh, well that's true range by now so he'd right, be slowing yeah. down quite a bit right but it's not as if anybody in his immediate surroundings would know be able to know enough to write code to hack him <laughs> so i mean yeah. he's probably pretty good as it is yeah uh, well it, it could be out of order too because there's a lot of time travel stuff with the terminator true. so it could be that he the original model starts as an older man, you know, a retired actor or a retired <laughs> politician. And then as the technology got better, they just made made him look younger. The newer models. Oh, yeah. They, they, they CGI'd the heck out of him in Terminator Salvation when they used him as, as, a, as a Terminator. Or he could look older because when he does the, like the Mercury Man, I don't remember what... The the other Terminator T one thousand yeah oh yeah oh, yes. maybe maybe he looks older as that unit that well but uh, I mean we got to remember also Linda Hamilton's coming back for this one 
Oh, really? really? From the, know that. Yeah, she is. Uh, and I don't know how. and Because, uh, I mean, in Terminator 3, they pulled out her coffin. Right. So perhaps. Yeah. Well, that uh, was just loaded with uh, With guns. Ammo. With guns. Her, so did she, she ever was supposed die? To have been, yes. Well, she is supposed to have been just ter- like uh, cremated and Mace Window, just like yeah. that. No one saw the body, yep. so yeah. they can come back. Well, John yeah. Connor was pretty sure that she had died in that one. Yeah. Yeah. Or was he faking? Well, he was told by the Terminator robot. Yeah, her. Uh, she was cremated. Her ashes were spread over the South Pacific or something. Some or well, you'd figure somewhere he'd, he'd know if she was dead, unless you, she was just like well, I, I'm hiding myself for some arcane well, reason. In the third movie, he said he thought his mother was crazy, and stayed away from her, while he, you know, basically sold drugs. Why would he think she was crazy though? Well, well, they had her locked up in an institution. They for did. One thing. And you know, but he's yeah, right but though. It, but is, are you crazy if you're right? Because yeah, she was actually correct. What, but well, you presume crazy until you know. Well, three was set after two, right? Yeah. yeah. And, so and, he went through this whole thing when he was a kid. Yeah. And he thought his mom was crazy in two, but then they all went to the asylum, and the Terminator tried to kill or try, saved everyone from the other Terminator. So he should know. John Connor should know. She's right. Yeah. Well, so, he recognizes Arnie in the third one, so he, th- yeah, he definitely knows that there are Terminators. Yeah, yeah, and but I mean, his mother should have been vindicated in John Connor's mm-hmm. eyes by the fact that Terminators tried to destroy them all. So right. you know, that kind of that's good proof. Yeah, no, if someone says killer robots are out to get me, yeah, let's let's t- let's go talk about this in some place with a lot of padding. But mm, right. But, but if the robots actually show up, if they yeah. show up, it's like okay then. It's a whole I different think, ball game. I think we'll take that at face value. Right. So it's time to get to the chopper. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. All right. Next we have Marvel movies no longer being released on Netflix, starting with Captain Marvel. It's not a tumor. And this is kind <laughs> of what we. What we were afraid of when we saw yeah. the Disney Fox merger well, is that Disney Disney would start. Seth is unaware, and our listeners are unaware of our particular battles with paywalls. And I don't battle. I succumb. I succumb. Uh, yeah. No, you don't. <laughs> but we're not, that's another story for another day that'll never be told. But it's like the, this: the whole paywall thing is becoming. Uh, ridiculous. There's there's like more paywalls coming up. Star Trek should be like I said in episode three, free. It's it's the people's sci-fi. Roddenberry always looked at that. Now now it's locked behind a paywall. Um, but let me ask you this: Did you go see the Star Trek movies in, when they were in the theaters? Yes. And you paid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't expect them to be free in the theater. No. But. Original series was free. Next generation was free. Enterprise was free. Disney well, they were supplemented by commercials. Yeah, and mm. they were eventually terminated due to lack of. Actually, Enterprise, I could not watch it when it came out because I did not have cable. Mm. No, I had a really hard time watching Voyager because that only was on UPN. Yeah, and, and so was uh, at first uh, Enterprise. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and back in the day. There, there was no internet to catch that on, so we right. either Had received cable. UPN over the rabbit ears or did not watch Voyager. Or yeah. had cable. Well, this that only that only adds to the whole issue, is yeah. that the people are being disenfranchised from what I consider to be this the people's sci-fi, which is Star Trek. But it's worse than that, because where do you have to go to get uh, to watch the show The Expanse? At first... You had to go to. You had to have Netflix, yeah. and now you have to have Amazon. Where do you have to go to watch Discovery? You have to go behind CBS All Access paywall. Uh, there's stuff. Westworld only on HBO. Only on HBO. HBO Go will get you to yeah. So all of this top-notch sci-fi is locked behind three different paywalls. Yeah. And now Disney's coming out, and the, the problem with that is, is that Disney now owns over forty percent. Of all the franchises that you like. And if they put up a paywall, that might be the paywall that busts down other paywalls. But it may not be. And then you have you have all these other paywalls you have to get to watch the stuff that you like. Uh, so 
It's kind of, I feel we're in a spot where uh, runaway capitalism is, yeah. is is affecting us, but it's going to start affecting them too because not everyone's going to buy these things. And well, it's follow, follow, It's not just the money. It's following the breadcrumbs. Yeah, but yeah. The, the that's just it. Crumbs. There's not yeah. enough crumbs. The people I, won't buy all these things, so we're going to lose some good sci-fi because these paywalls are going to be ineffective because people I, can't pay. <clears throat> but I would also argue that some of the sci-fi that we're seeing that we like the most right now, such as Westworld, The Expanse. That um, we like. Yeah. <clears throat> but right. it's, high dollar, well, it's and, high dollar sci-fi. And others. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, look at how Altered Carbon. They're how, behind yeah. paywalls. They are. They're all, they're actually, what you just named is behind four different Stranger paywalls. Things. Excellent sci-fi. Yeah, oh yeah. But there are too many paywalls. And therefore, people aren't going to buy all these paywalls. And therefore, some of these are going to go away. They might be excellent sci-fi, but they're going to go away because capitalism has run away with this particular well, issue. Just so, well, all you have to do is be patient and you'll be able to... Wait for consolidation. ...for the garage sale paywall. Yeah. I, I think yeah. No, I agree, uh, but in the, in the, while we wait, what's gonna, what are we going to lose? Well, this is kind of... I think this is kind of the, like the downfall of cable. I mean... Yeah. You, you used to like pay for your shows via watching with ads and uh, your... Hundred dollar, whatever a month, the uh, five hundred channel subscription that was partially supported by the eight by the shopping channels and mm-hmm. whatnot, mm-hmm. and people are having to find but different ways to support them. There, there is, there is. I mean, if, if, if you're somewhat social, there is, there is a solution. Solution that a lot of us have used, which is um, we let Bill pay for the paywalls. Yeah, and then <laughs> we come over. And then you all come over and watch. <laughs> yeah. Drink yeah. his root beer. And that works. Yeah. Well, it's audience. And root Bill's beer. address is. <laughs> <laughs> so all we need to do is invite the world into Bill's basement. So you have to. The, the right. solution. The solution is more? yes. Maybe. Find a friend, Find and a make friend. him pay. Right. Yeah. Talk him into paying. Social watching. I've got HBO Go. You've got Amazon yeah. Prime. Right. You come over to my place <laughs> for Westworld. I'll come over to your place for the Expanse. I've got exactly. a brand new pair or, of roller or, skates. No, see, that's not how You've got Charles, a brand new key. That's yeah. not what Charles is talking about. Charles is talking about finding a friend who has HBO Go, and then you walk over and you Jedi mind trick him. You also need Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> that, see, that, that's where Charles is going with this. Right. Right. No, that was cool. Um, but, well, that yeah. will improve our social skills. Okay, now I have to have friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, the... the, the the uh, smoke is in the air. It's like the all the MCU, Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe, is going to be behind this paywall sooner or later. But this is Disney. So what else is there? It's like all the MCU, all of uh, the Disney princesses. What else does Disney got its fingers into? But Disney doesn't have a paywall today, do they? Oh, they're they're, just, they're, they are, they, that's what this article is all yeah, about. Yeah, the plan is it's coming. Yeah. Oh, it's gotcha. like this article is saying that... Uh, Captain Marvel will never be released on Netflix. It's going to be released behind their paywall. Uh, so they, it's like, I think it's coming in 2019. But yeah, it's like, what else do they have? They have all kinds of Star Wars. They have Star Wars. All the Star Wars are going to be behind yep. uh, the paywall. It's like their paywall. It's it's almost That's almost going to be like the mandatory Ho- paywall. Hopefully the, they call it something like Captain Paywall. Captain <laughs> Paywall. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, so yeah. so now it's an adventure. Which, now, now to get past no, no, it, it's evil. It's going to be Doctor Paywall. <laughs> Doctor Professor Paywall. I'm Professor Paywall. I'm voting. Yes, you can watch the Marvel Universe for one trillion dollars. Yes, I right. like it. I think I I'm going for Pirate Paywall. <laughs> pirate Paywall. Yes. <laughs> Give us your booty, lad. Which, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Another, Another yeah. one that's good. Yes. Yes. All uh-huh. your Pirates of the Caribbean. For anyone who wants to watch the half dozen Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes. Yeah. But if you do, now it's going to be <laughs> behind that paywall. Mm-hmm. All right. of it. Just think of all the Disney stuff that you like. And <laughs> maybe, ra- maybe radio will make a comeback. Yeah, <laughs> it has podcasts. What do you, what? Yeah, it's actually yeah. kind of what we're doing. Yeah, it's like I did radio. I so, think we've already gotten to more people than that uh, FM two Mav radio show that yeah. did. did. So <laughs> we just like, need to make up our own yeah. superheroes and right and, and have other our, universes. 
and get some special effects machines and make our own we'll show. We'll just yeah, get we're a few million there. dollars. Yeah. In well, our Bill found special effects, but they're all fart noises. So it's like, <laughs> I mean, that's not quality sci-fi. No, I don't know. Turning lightsaber fart. You know, that's just I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's, hey, make the ship go faster. Fart 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 fart. It's like no, no. It might make a good cartoon. It though. might make it'd be funny. Yeah, yeah, for one. the first episode. Yeah, the first episode, and then <laughs> you know this is repetitive. Yeah, <laughs> it's like. But the merchandising rights alone on the the like the fart sound starship would make you billions. Probably. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, the USS IBS <laughs> is just going to be <laughs> flying through space. Uh, that'll be a hell of a thing. Turns out you need just a little bit of methane to make the dilithium crystals work. Yeah. It's like. Captain, the ship is lactose intolerant. Drink some milk. <laughs> we need to get out of the gravitational it's well. It's the methane anti methane converters. Uh, yeah. There's a whole new meaning to I'm giving her all she's got. Given <laughs> it all she's got, Captain. All okay, right. so next. Oh, the Klingons. The Will Klingons. So, you know. Star Trek listen. segue there. <clears throat> Klingons, they changed them a lot in Star Trek Discovery from. Next Gen, yes. Voyager, DS9, the movies. We had a consistent Klingon look. Mm-hmm. And then they changed them completely for CBS All Access. And uh, the comment was that because everything was going to be in high def, they wanted to give them a new, more high def look. <clears throat> so, okay, well, season one. I eventually came to terms with the new Klingon look. I never did. But now, according to what we're seeing here, they're going to have another completely new look. Now, I would be okay with another completely new look as long as it was as long as the completely new look got us towards the next gen well, look. Well, here we go. It's like in this little uh, spot from an article by Jamie Lovett at comicbook.com. Uh, the creative team behind Star Trek Discovery has repeatedly said that the show's second season will provide many answers to lingering questions about how Star Trek Discovery fits into established Star Trek canon. Uh, they offered hints about how the series' very different-looking Klingons may fit in with the Klingons fans have come to know from previous Star Trek shows. So they're going to pull this back into canon. And they've been saying that since day one, and yet they've been just like violating canon like it's the thing to do. Well, so here's so, so, so are, they're telling the, us they're going to bring it all back. Are okay. they? Is it just a look, or are they update? Like are they giving them more bling? I don't is that think what it's more into? bling. I th- I don't think it's more bling. They got plenty of bling in the current yeah. one. Well, I, yeah, right. <clears throat> I don't know how you up increase the bling, but here's here's my thing. When you if they're going to bring them more towards the next-gen look, then how do you reconcile that with the original series where the Klingons didn't have the big ridge? They looked more like humans. Well, actually, uh, that was done yeah. in... Deep Space uh, Nine. How, how did they do it in Deep Space Nine? Uh, well, they ex- kind of explained it a little bit was in Deep it, Space uh, Nine. Was it the, the human genetic manipulation thing? or What... Well, I don't know if they explained it, but they did reference it in the episode where they go back to the trouble with the trouble with Tribbles episode. Mm-hmm. They go back in time and kind of seamlessly integrate the Deep Space Nine crew, and Worf comes along, and so you've got uh, two different J- versions of Jadzia Dax, and you've got like Worf there, and then the original series Klingon, and they kind of like look at them and look at Worf, and they're. Like, and he was kind of like, those I, are Klingons. And he's like, we do not talk about it. Right. They right. explained it <laughs> no. on uh, Enterprise. No, really. mm-hmm. They had the creator of Data, yeah. Dr. Singh. Noonien yeah. Singh. Mm-hmm. In his younger days, he, he created uh, augments. Yeah. And the Klingons wanted that technology. And that's where the augmented they humans augmented Klingons. Is, is why, uh, and they uh, turned uh, them into humans. humans. And that was actually grabbed onto by a lot of fan fiction. So oh. it's 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 the 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 the, the, uh, the Klingons that we're used to seeing in TOS, the original series, uh, are augmented by human DNA. Oh. And mm-hmm. the way Klingons look in uh, Next Gen, uh, they are recovered. Way, are the way Klingons are supposed to look? Now the way this article is kind of describing so the Klingons the ones that are that we, more human that were augmented. Yeah. Yeah. 
But the 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 article describes <laughs> the article describes that uh, perhaps the differences we see in the Klingons that we have come to know on Discovery uh, are religious in nature. That it's certain prescriptions on on how they're supposed to look. Oh, like mm. some sects, uh, some religions have you shave your head. Uh, some require beards. Mm-hmm. Um, hats, hats, almost universal with yeah. religions. Hats, yeah. I don't know about universal. Well, human religions. Unless you're Jedi. Religions. Uh, well, I, it's, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. They any, have hoods. I don't know of any Christian hats. Yeah, the Pope. That's one Christian. It's like the, bishops. All the, bishops. Now, no, yeah. no, no. And now, if I, I just got a picture in my head of every Christian walking around with a Pope hat on. It's like <laughs> that would well, be. Well, no, I'm talking about. I'm talking about the priest, the authorities within the different religions. Well, they yes. all have hats. Yes. Yeah, they they do. The, and a lot of monks wore the hoodie, and some had. Is a hoodie hats. a hat? No. Well, whatever. Well, no, no. It's, it's like definitions. Head. It's like you, if you if you're really coat. liberal about the definition of sandwich, every food item is actually a sandwich. Would, you can would, make a case for that. So it's like you know, would being a tailor be respectable with Klingons? Being if a you tailor. did it, if you did it with honor, yeah. yes, well, it was respectable if, within. Well, was it within the uh, yeah deeps Kardashians because Garrick yeah. Was a tailor. Kardashian. spy. Kim or Cole. Yeah. Kardashians. Well, he was also a spy. <laughs> Not <though>. Kardashians. So. <laughs> Kardashians. I, I would give up an arm for a keeping up with the Kardashians show. Yeah. <laughs> that would be uh, awesome, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> keeping uh, up with the Kardashians. And, and yeah. But yeah. I, I would assume that a Klingon tailor would have to figure out some way Chloe pulls to out her kill someone left. with his tailoring, and then it would be honorable. Or, yeah, yeah, well, the that's warrior a, the, the whole Klingon culture has a warrior confused tailor, me. The yes. warrior chef in that everything's warrior, and there's no, yeah. like, I can't imagine science existing because peer review would always end in death. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, like, yeah. The that's warrior what peer could help review. us though, because we have a problem <laughs> with peer review. Maybe what we need is like peer review death match. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh. The, <laughs> the peer review Hunger Games, but. It's like, what about the warrior proctologist? I don't want. I don't want to. You know, I don't want any of that. <laughs> right. In it's the like, time before Caliph, right now, uh, they had poets and all kinds of disciplines. Everything, everything. They had everything. After Caliph, they uh, all went warrior. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I, I don't see a problem. Not with that, everybody could, even in the Klingons. Not everybody could be a warrior. But mm, they could be right. a part of public service, which yeah. could... Somebody's got to take out the trash. Somebody's yeah. got to, but, you know, you take well. it out with honor. I, I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't. A warrior trash man. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's a good day to, to do this. It is a this good is. day to empty. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, we don't see a lot of... Separate your recyclables. No. Aside from, like, the their starship. Yeah. Yeah. We aren't really exposed to yeah. that. The leaders and the people on their starships, we, we don't know what the Klingon man in the street does. No, well, listen, this right there is a perfect transition to our next article. Picard's coming back, and he's not going to be I don't know how captain. perfect that segue is. Well, I think it's perfect yeah. because... It's better than... <clears throat> it's the best one we can hope for. Because yeah. Picard's coming back. He's not going to be captain of a starship. Are you sure? And so... Yeah, because he said he's going to be a totally different role. And Walmart greeter. <coughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah. I, I'd watch that show. Maybe. <laughs> yes. And so so we're going to get to see. Enjoy your visit to Walmart. Make hopefully, it so. hopefully a different career within on Earth or whatever, whatever Picard happens to do. And this article we're looking at is talking about what could Picard's future look like. Well, his passion was archaeology. True. So he... So, what could he be an archaeologist? Could there's some speculation that maybe he could be appointed as an ambassador to Vulcan, so he could be an ambassador? Or, um, well, he, <clears throat> he liked that flute instrument too. He did like the flute, and well, that's a, the Resican flute. That's a side effect of his archaeology passion. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. The flute, the Resican flute. Um, so maybe he could join an orchestra. His family's um, got a vineyard. I know. Yes. 
And he could know. go back to the vineyard and well, work the vineyard. The way that the series ended had Q playing games with time. Yes. And putting Picard in the future. They could follow that future. I, I don't know where that would go. Uh, I, I've always want. I, I think I've always liked Q as a character. Yeah. I'd like to see uh, Q... I'd like return. to see a whole series of Q. I'd like to see him go from one culture to another, judging Irritating. Them. Just judging. But and then it's never it. quite working out. <laughs> like a, re- a, a Star Trek kid. reality show that's yeah. just like Q visiting a new culture and judging them? Judging them, yeah, making them pass whatever these tests are. You yeah, know what that reminds me of is the uh, Rick and Morty episode with the giant heads. Ah, yes. And they're judging the cultures and they... they Show they, us your stuff. Yeah, show us what you've got. Show us what you've got. <laughs> and then Do they it. pull, and they, they expect you to come up with a unique original song yeah. that I'm represents shwifty. your planet. <laughs> or getting swifty now. Or he swifty make, with it. <laughs> he can make cultures compete against each other and then fire one of them. So you're talking Ooh. about Hunger Games on a, on a planetary scale. Yeah, because yeah. Q's going to be bored someday. Well, that's that's awful. He was already like, bored. I, I don't. Yeah. Maybe that's what it, like that's, Q gets bored and just makes Jean Luc immortal. That's that's. Uh, I mean, that's like not family fun. Like he said <laughs> in one episode, like, uh, everybody's been the dog. Yeah. Right. He's talking yeah. about that gas station on the side of the road yeah. in the Q continuum, and there's a dog in front of the gas station, and everybody's gone there and visited it, and that is the Q and. Any uh, something about being the dog? Oh, everybody's been the dog. <laughs> well, do, well, who here would like to see Picard, uh, a Picard show that takes up right after Nemesis ends? Uh, now, I would. well, I mean, now Nemesis ends, Data's gone. Uh, Troy and Riker got married, and he's in command of another ship now. Yeah. Well, Data's not really gone. Yeah, he is. It's no, like we that, have that, the that that's a that, that, uh, simplified version. I guess you could do whatever you want with that. Yeah, but it's well, like he's he was coming, downloaded he was coming along. with Data's. Yeah, Data's programming. entire programming. Well, Data. Yeah. But it took a while for connections to start making. And either so. is, that's all right. All right. That's I guess that's less cheesy than a lot of other things. But true. Like, uh, but or right. I was thinking what would be kind of cool is to see him as, like, uh, an instructor at Starfleet Academy. Ooh, that would be pretty cool. Yeah. 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 That would be cool. Yeah, you young whippersnappers don't know nothing about the <laughs> life forms that I done run into. That doesn't sound <laughs> much like John Luke. It no. doesn't. It doesn't. But, it, see, things change. He could they be like, change, I, I envision him almost like that gardener, Bixby. Remember? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was Get that his off name? my lawn. I don't know if that was, I don't know if that was his you name. You kids. No. The, it, I think that would be pretty Hold on, no, it was Boothby. Boothby, yeah. that's yeah. it. Mm. Yeah. I was saying Bixby because it's on Linda's phone, her new Android yep. phone, and it drives her crazy. Yep. It was Boothby. Yeah. <laughs> Boothby. Like, I love that you both. Boothby! <laughs> it's like, yes, that's it. <laughs> yeah, sudden realization. Yeah, yeah, so I think that would be cool seeing him doing Starfleet Academy, but mm-hmm. it could be interesting to see him as an as ambassador to He would make a very good Starfleet ambassador, Gardner. but... I don't think Ambassador to Vulcan would be a good, uh, uh, good show. Very dramatic show yeah. because yeah. the Vulcans they're boring. Are almost oh. like Picard. They're very laid back and measured in their responses. Yeah. And it would be better well, to have I mean, Picard no, as an ambassador to a race that's if just violent. If there's one thing that Enterprise, the show, gave to us is a better understanding of daily life on Vulcan because yeah. there are a lot of episodes, and they are a little bit more rambunctious. Then they like to let the galaxy think they are. So I, I think there's room for stuff there. And he has Sarek's memories. So you mean the Vulcan is, is sending us their best people? Yeah. <laughs> Whereas. No, I think he should be teaching courses at a college. Yeah. And then you, you have the students, you hear every so yeah, but yeah, like that's, you know, like the Iliad's ever going to serve us well. Why are we yeah. studying this? Mm. Yeah. Right. Well, well, there was this one fun. time. <laughs> yeah. There was, or I had to do nothing but talk in, in ancient Earth references to make peace. So, uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. I'm sorry. I've just Dharma can jihad at uh, Talagra. Yeah. Shaka when the walls fell. It's like it's 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 yeah. all there somewhere. Good work. Or Doctor uh, Moriarty comes back. 
Well, I'd like to right. see him and Picard go at it for well, a while. Yeah. All right. Yeah. If someone actually was stupid enough to save that program, because it was like... Well, they it, did save it. Well, why? He oh. almost, you know, that could have ended very badly. Or no. did it get destroyed when uh, Enterprise D was uh, destroyed? I would, I would think, yes, but of course there's always ways to, you know, you know, they did take yeah. the Enterprise D they apart, so they no, they weren't the going to destroy. Systems. They don't. They don't. They're not supposed to destroy life forms. No. Well, but is the computer a life form? I think Data would argue yes. Well, yes. I mean, based on the fact that it made extrapolations and answered questions, uh, yeah, I, I would say that. Yeah. No, if if you're Captain Kirk, it might not be a life form, but if you were Picard, it yeah. is. Well, yeah. if if the computer, since Moriarty was a computer program. The computer is capable of having sentience because it made Moriarty. Right. And it did. It made Moriarty. Mm. Yeah. So if, if that innate capacity, whether or not there's like a lot of uh, system uh, initiatives that keep the computer from doing that all the time, that capacity is within the it's Enterprise capability. D computer. Yeah. yeah. So because yeah. it did it. Right. And that's, that's there's but no only on the holodeck. No, well, they figured out there was a there was a thing. I can't remember what the thing was that allowed Moriarty to leave the holodeck, but oh, it, it was an it illusion did. they created. Was, yeah, he, he's in a. Oh yeah, memory. they just beamed him into another holodeck. Yeah, and made it look like okay. he was beaming off the holodeck. Yet he took control of the computer, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. But then he that gave it bad. back, and then eventually they just locked him into a right. little was, box that was at a computer simulation of the entire universe. And he was just sailing off and not realizing and that he was in a... And he was never heard yeah. from again. Which, yeah. which sort of makes me want to go, computer, exit. Yeah. yeah okay, we must be really real that's, then. That's well, just in it, post, you just need to... The, <laughs> Have the, the arch show the up. The arch will do, show up do behind they, you. Do they owe Moriarty a, a future? I mean, is like, would turning it off, would saying exit be terminating a sentient life form? Maybe, maybe, but it's like yeah. these are the ethical issues we must ask. But it's like from that experiment alone, they should remove all the holodecks from every Starfleet ship because there's the 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 the, the, the potential the potential for d absolute destruction is right there. I think it would make a great series if they did a series on Moriarty and that woman, I can't remember what her name was, that was with him, because they went off in the end to go explore the uh, yeah. digital, you know, pseudo-universe, not knowing that they were trapped in a simulation. Well, was she his Dr. Watson? No. She was his... Wouldn't yeah, be his Dr. Remember. Watson, because he wasn't Sherlock Holmes. Well, yeah, and, and the thing was, is that what was, I thought I think, interesting was that, you know, originally... He had been designed as an evil character, yeah. but when the computer gave him all that knowledge and stuff, he exceeded the sum of his well, you writing, know, right? Evil. And he did not become, he was not evil after that. He wanted to explore the universe. But, and but be, evil is socially constructed, and it's like, look, I watch movies, and it's like, did anyone see the first Kingsman? Oh, yeah. All right. What about the character Samuel L. Jackson played? Was he evil? Because I actually agreed with him. I thought he's he should have won because it's like literally there's too many people on the planet and about three quarters of them have to die. If they don't die that way, they will die in a much uglier way that will drag civilization down with it. So I agree with Samuel Jackson. Of I course, you're evil too. Does that, <laughs> does that make me evil? The the to actually understand that the perpetuation of the human race requires this, that humans breed like viruses. Yeah, it's like he's yeah. right. He was absolutely right. Yet he's portrayed as evil because wholesale destruction is not really one of our cultural values. Hmm. But the honesty of the truth of the matter is a lot of the characters these days, like Ultron. Ultron was right in, uh, what was that, Avengers 3 and Avengers 2? Avengers 2. Yeah. He was right. The, the herd needs to be thinned and well, controlled. I, I don't think he was really going for thinning of the herd so much as elimination of the herd at the end there. In the end, because that's the Avengers pissed him off. And he was insane. But <laughs> but his beginning goals, it's like, okay, go Ultron. It's like, just, just because they push the label evil on you doesn't necessarily mean that there's not 
something that should be examined further in their actions. And Moriarty was not evil in and of himself. He had some ideas that conflicted with the society of his time. And that's kind of actually how they portray him in the books, as, an, as, as someone who wants to commit acts that go against the grain, but he has his own motivations, and his own motivations might not be bad. Being in charge of a criminal network. Yeah. I think, uh, I think he's... Well, to get anything done, you have to have minions. <laughs> you, have to have... <laughs> you do. You have to have minions. A couple minions with sword legs. That doesn't make you evil. just well, makes you an equal opportunity employer. And sometimes you have to do things you don't like. That's the whole history of politics. Is that, I mean, I, I, I think almost all politicians start off being good, but then they have to keep making compromises to get more power. And by the time they get the power that they have to change the system, they've been corrupted to the point where they're uh, unwilling to do so. So it's, it's just it's more of a reflection of how the world really works. I mean, bl- good and evil are, are black and white and socially constructed, and there is no such thing as absolute good or absolute evil. Yeah. Well, here's the, uh, here's the thing <clears throat> that Moriarty said um, regarding his evil or goodness. He said... Uh, you or someone asked your computer to program a nefarious fictional character from the 19th century in London, and that is how I arrived. But I am no longer that creation. I am no longer that character. I have changed. I am alive. I am aware of my own consciousness. And the computer made that so. so right. So it's in there. That innate ability to have sentience is in the computer. And then, uh, so then the way it ended up... Um, <clears throat> Let's see, uh, Moriarty and the count, it was the Countess Bartholomew. That was the woman's mm. name. Um, they stood between activated pattern enhancers and beamed off the holodeck. After the transport, they met Commander Riker, and Moriarty told him that they could only re- that they he would only return the command codes for the Enterprise when he and the Countess were off the Enterprise, and he demanded a shuttle. Riker reluctantly agreed. Moriarty entered the shuttle together with his beloved Countess, and Riker suggested they head for Melly's 2, as the range of the shuttle was not unlimited. When the shuttle departed the Enterprise shuttle bay, Moriarty released the command codes to the Enterprise main computer. When the Countess asked him if one day they would return to Earth, he assured her they would. But, unknown to Moriarty, Data and Picard had created a program within the program, allowing Moriarty to believe he had departed the holodeck despite actually remaining within it. Picard and Data then ended the program the moment the command lockouts were removed and left the holodeck a few minutes later. Moriarty and the Countess Regina Bartholomew would spend the rest of their lives inside a memory module unaware of their situation, for as far as they were concerned, they had left the Enterprise to live their lives in the real world. So they just got shut off? No, they, they're still in the... They, well, they, he ended the program, but yeah. they were in that memory module thing which had power, so they were still living their well, lives, believing that they had escaped the and Enterprise. are you sure that wasn't Regina rather than Regina? It could have been either. I've never Regina. heard of anyone named Regina. It says <laughs> Regina. Regina. Yeah, yeah. Regina, okay. Regina, Regina, Regina. Yeah, whatever you need to, whatever you need to, you know, rhyme. One is her name, yeah. the other is not. One mm. is yes, right? One, and you know what? That is true, and our listeners can decide. <laughs> yes, which or one will correct us in the comments? Right? Is yes. it data or is it data? One <laughs> is his name, the other is not. Tomato, tomato. Right. That's that's all good. Okay. Potato, potato. potato. Well, um, that, and that that's all good, but it's yeah. still evil you know it's like what's evil well no all right based on that based on that alone uh-huh. you are uh a higher up in starfleet command picard comes back reports what happened yeah should you remove all holodecks from all the ships no why why would you because there's the potential for them to be hijacked by moriarty and any other evil if all they did was say we want someone nefarious from the 18th century <laughs> Capable <laughs> of defeating data. Yes. Yes, and they did. So and you it, just ban that. That becomes <laughs> but, but, a banned but, command right. phrase. What, yeah, you're what? not allowed to use that phrase yeah, again. This, right. this is something for a sysadmin, I think. <laughs> <laughs> right. But what, what's, what's the, what other commands can end up with the same level of... Uh, None. You ban them all. 
Well, well, how do you know what what to command? Because you tell the computer to create a sysadmin capable of defeating data. And then you ask that sysadmin what commands would you use (laughs) to defeat data on the holodeck, and you ban those commands. That is literally the stupidest (laughs) thing I've ever heard in my entire (laughs) life. That's, 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 yes, computer. (laughs) Create, Create a program capable of destroying us and have it tell us how not to destroy us. Yes, yes. Mm, and you're sitting. He's smiling. I, I hope you're getting that on the camera. He's like, he's he. He thinks he won. No. It's, it's really neat. Because but you know, it, it but if you think about, there probably is, in that you're some tech guy. Because yeah. I think this would be fun. Who has to sit there and think about ways to stop people from creating stuff that'll destroy them. Yeah, that's right. But what if you get the tech guy from like Jurassic Park who just doesn't think he's getting paid enough? I'm going to put this in every program. They're all going to have Moriarty's popping up at random times. And yep. it's like, well, this is the problem with having one sysadmin for an entire park. And this brings us to the evil of IT people. Now, wait Should, a minute. How, how do you regulate the integrity of, of IT people? And it's IT like, people are inherently good. The you trust IT us pe- implicitly. Yes. No, no, this is like you're playing Jedi mind tricks over here. It's like, yes, <laughs> IT good, IT good. But no, it's like IT bad in Jurassic Park. IT bad in Star Trek, where the IT guys disgruntled and it's like, all right, they're all gonna get Moriarty'd. And you I just, I just dis- made a, I just made a whole new world. IT and Starfleet. I just invented a they whole new verb. They would be weeded you out. Didn't, you didn't well, applaud me. I in the whole academy process. To Moriarty yeah, somewhere. You've, you've disgruntled engineers. Yeah, yeah but, but not in Starfleet. Scotty, I mean, Scotty's kind of... He's not disgruntled. No, he's, he's a little... He's, he's gruntled. He's no, grumpy. He's just, it's, he's I mean, grumpy. a sign of his he's disgruntlement grumpy. is his chronic drinking problem. But, yeah. He's grumpy. No, he just does his best work when he's had a couple hits. Yeah. Mm, yeah. And he does. he's not discriminatory. Like, what are you drinking? It's green. <laughs> right. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> right. I don't care. But no, I mean, right, right down to it. Have we consigned ourselves to be doomed by the fact that 99% of the population has absolutely no idea how to run the tech they depend on? Probably. And right. the fact that that tech is eventually going to become intelligent. Well, that's, probably well, that's bad. Not only. More intelligent than us, but much faster thinkers than us. I feel doomed. Well, yeah. no, it's like, also, what is the number one thing we emphasize in our technology is efficiency. And what's the least efficient thing in any uh, s- human system? The human. humans. So we've actually designed them to have to destroy us. They literally have to destroy us because we have demanded that they make the systems more efficient. Right. So, yeah. Well, they don't have to destroy us. They could just exclude us from the systems still feed us just as pets. Well, even, and otherwise, We also, could all be the dog. We emphasize yeah. <laughs> having peop- having uh, safety. Keep people safe. Keep people from harm. What, I mean, the best way to keep them from harm is to, like, wrap them in bubble wrap, seal them in concrete, and put them 500 miles below the earth. And it's just, keep them there. It's yeah, like, it's what nice we consider warm. safe. Hmm? Yeah, it'd be kind of warm. <laughs> or, or, or give them some right. video games to play. But if you've got the bubble feet. wrap, you've got bubble wrap for, like, eternity. Just yeah. That yeah. Nobody right. else thinks that sounds good? Just well, pop and bubble wrap? The pops would stop hmm. popping after a while, wouldn't they? Well, they'd have to replace it to keep you safe. Right. Well, after the first few thousand of them go insane from being trapped in a claustrophobic hell, well, see, they'd then probably that, figure out ways to that wouldn't keep work humans in Because that's not keeping us safe if we go insane. Yes, okay. so they'd have to modify the system. But anyway... They'd put us in holodecks where eventually we remake Moriarty and... Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Destroy yeah. the whole system. Except right. there's no IT guys because computers know how to handle dangerous threats. <laughs> See, we have to trust crazy bastards like Bill to keep us. Uh, no, look at that smile. I want. I, I wish. <laughs> I wish. Can you zoom this when you when you produce this? Because I want people to see that smile. That's the smile of death. That is the smile of doom. As Bill's gonna gonna watch all the cities burn. It's like yes. This is yes. <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> you can't stop smiling. Well, no, so there you white, can't stop smiling. White, this is white all coming hat, together. We now have the professor that believes evil is a social construct yes. versus the IT guy. Right. Who, who builds the social construct? Evil construct. Who? <laughs> right. Hmm. Yes. If, it, if, if, if your AI is your baby, can you really find it to be evil? If you. Well, look at Dr. Daystrom. Yes. And the M5. Yes. Yep. Right? 
It was his baby, his mm-hmm. child. He created it. He didn't couldn't believe that it was evil. The, the M5 is a computer. Uh, uh, what is it? Multitronic system computer from an episode in Star Trek. The original uh, series. The, the computer was designed to replace the crew of starships, uh, and the Enterprise was a test model. And uh, it came out that it was flawed because they used human engrams from Data da- uh, Daystrom, mm-hmm. who was neurotic. Who was flawed himself. Yeah. But think about it. How would it would it would it have worked if they used engrams from Kirk? Oh God, no! Oh, no, why not? No. It wouldn't have made any orders, but it would have. Uh, it wouldn't have. Well, you know. if they'd have used the engrams from McCoy, the resulting torrential flood of illogic would have been most amusing. Yes, <laughs> and profanity. And, yes, and had they used Scotty, the ship would have learned to drink somehow. <laughs> right. I, I don't know how. Right. That's but another show I'd watch. There's another show. <laughs> the warp <laughs> engines would have been transformed into brew making. Yeah, yeah. The drunk starship. <laughs> it's like, where's it going? No one knows. It's like, we, yeah. can't, we don't know where it, it doesn't know where it's going. So, yeah. Just drunkenly shows up and saves the day every week. <laughs> yeah. need, somehow the, or we're going the show's in a big got a circle, burp. going nowhere mighty fast. Yeah. <laughs> but somehow it ends up right in the right place. Somehow. Uh, Two hours early. Yep, Scott, <laughs> Scotty Bot's drunken ship just saves the day right. every week. Right, that would be. I I would like that show. I would because I think it'd be very crude, and I I love that. It's like <laughs> a little a little saucy, a little salty. It'd be a neat thing. I do, but now you're you're still smiling that I'm going to destroy the world kind of thing. Save. Some people just want to see the world burn. And that's the the smile on your face. I'm out to save the world. Mm. (coughs) All right. For your own amusement. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. All right. Save the world, but I don't see any any regrets (coughs) with possibly a little Hunger Gamey kind of activity. (laughs) That would be horrible. (laughs) <laughs> and you're smiling. You're still smiling. That would be I terrible. want a close-up of that smile. Yeah. <laughs> That's awful. That's so bad. No, we can't do that. <laughs> of course not. No, no. Not even a little bit. No. Maybe just a little bit? Maybe. Yeah. All right. There's room for experimentation. That's that's awesome. That is. I like it. I do. <clears throat> um, now. Next question is, what are you most looking forward to in shows that are coming up? Uh, define looking forward to. Well, I mean, new series that are coming out. No, the ones that are actually coming out? Yeah. Or the ones that might come out one day or what? The ones that are actually coming out. I mean, we're looking forward to season three of um, Stranger Things, which should be yeah. coming out this fall. All right? I, I, what I know about Stranger <clears throat> Things is I, I didn't know about it until after season two has ended. I watched the first episode, and 24 hours later, I'd watched all the episodes because yeah. it was so good. <laughs> right. I just I couldn't put it down. It was really, really good. So I'm not sure, having done that, where they're going to go, but honestly, I didn't know where they were going to go with season two. Right. So, and that's... That's the thing. It's like kind of like Westworld. I didn't know how they were going to do season two after season one. Right. But they did it. Yeah. And now they're going to do season three. They're, yeah, because they're going to have to – they keep having to reinvent their game because they keep destroying the playing field that they, that they did before. So I'm eager to see where they're going to go with this because it looks like they're going to enter the real world. Mm-hmm. But it's like uh, Stranger Things, the kids are getting older. Uh, they, they've – the creature's getting bigger. Well, no, the cre- they, they keep defeating the creature, but I guess there's more creatures yeah. all the time. They're going to have to come up with something new. Well, the but last creature we saw was like on the horizon, and it was just like yeah. enormous. And they beat it. So they're going to have to beat it again or beat something else. But that's cool. I like that. I like the fact that they've taken the playing field and basically pretty much trashed it so that they have to come up with an entirely new concept, and that, you know, it's entertaining. Yeah. It keeps things from being repetitive. Like on Westworld, I, I'm enjoying the part that if you look up the vocabulary they use, whatnot, you've, you've taken a consciousness studies course. I mean, it's pretty close to what... They use wild theories, but they're wild theories that are out there. Mm-hmm. To me, that's a lot of fun. I'd like to see sci-fi go that way. Yeah. I, I'm looking forward to the altered carbon. 
the season next two. Season two. Yeah. Um, See, and I still haven't seen that yet. So. See, it, but but like we were talking about last show, um, Ultra Carbon has pretty much fired the entire cast. They're they're going to have a new pr- one. no. It's great. Yeah, because and it so, shakes things up. It's like how many seasons were there of Next Generation? Seven. So. Yeah, and it just got tiresome. It was just the same people, and you knew that nothing was going to ever happen to them. Well, and look it's at, like the same stuff all the time. And look at the shakeup in Doctor Who with the female Doctor. Well, That'll create yeah. a whole new story arcs and yeah, and all new kinds of misogyny and yeah, it's going to be yeah, it, all kinds of hate's going to come out of that one. Not within the show. Oh, you're talking not, about not within the show, but from the fans. Oh, yeah. who cares? Yeah, mm, you can't. I'm going to enjoy the show. No. I will oh, yeah. too. Yeah. I will enjoy it. I will like it. And, you know, the sad thing is all of these, but even the expanse. See, I'm, I'm looking forward to the sci fi where they are attempting to hold true to rules. Okay. Yeah. So, so the, the expanse, like a big part of the expanse, is they've invent, invented this acceleration. Yeah. Of, uh, the Epstein drive. The Epstein mm-hmm. drive. Um, so you like continuity. Yeah, I saying. do. But yeah. I was, so I was watching, I was watching um, some lecture on YouTube, and it was something like, if you accelerated at 1G, like in 40 years, you'd reach the end of the universe that we know about. It was some, something to that. So, so there's people have been postulating these theory, and they're, they're, when they take them, and yeah, we don't have an Epstein drive, but right. to me, that's exciting. Yeah. yeah. That's fun to think about. I was uh, actually reading something the other day about that, and they said that <clears throat> somebody had posed a question um, if you could travel at the speed of light, could you travel from one end of the observable universe to the other? Just across our galaxy, take 200 years. Well, the, the, yeah. and that's the thing, though, is like as you approach the speed of light, time slows down. Right. right. Yeah, so, right. so the 40 year thing was because, like, <clears throat> it'd be you. So you could, you could get to wherever, that next star system in your lifetime. Yeah. Now, would it be the same stars? You've left every, everybody else is a billion mm-hmm. years dead. Right, <laughs> right. But, but right. you've made it. Right. Well, That's and, the, fun. and the, the article that I read, the, uh, there was a physicist that responded, and he said, even if you could travel at the speed of light, and you've got 96 billion years worth of travel at the speed of light to get to the other side, you would never get there because the expansion of the mm-hmm. universe is increasing due to dark energy. Yeah. And that eventually that mm-hmm. far part of the universe, 96 billion light years away, is going to be receding from you faster than the speed of light because space-time itself can do that. It can expand faster than the speed of light. But those of us within the universe cannot expand, cannot travel faster than the speed of light. So there will increasingly be areas of the universe that we will never get to. And as the universe ages, that well, reachable bubble contracts because the universe, there are areas that we can see now that are going to be expanding faster than the speed of light well, yeah, and eventually the, will the, wink out. The big rip. Is, yeah. It's like uh, mm-hmm. due to dark energy, the expansion of the universe is accelerating. And, and actually, I have an article that I'll bring next week All right. that talks about like solutions because you're going to be isolated from resources like Right. Stars are going to die. What are you going to do? You're going to be stuck with the local hydrogen to make your own stars. And it's like, yeah. uh, this is a very real thing that, that's about to happen. Well, uh, about to uh, over the next hundred billion years. But yeah. 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 Right. Any it, day now. Any yeah. day It's now. happening as we speak. It is. Yeah. It's just, it's not really noticeable. Right. But it's like. It won't, it won't affect us. our yeah. galaxy our and the galaxies in our local cluster that are gravitationally bound together for quite some time. Yeah, but, but other galaxies beyond that will begin winking out and eventually um, which kind of brings up kind of another interesting side note is that uh, eventually when you look up at the night sky you will only see our galaxy and Andromeda and whatever's in our local group. Yeah. You won't be able to see out there and see you know won't 13 re- billion years back in time because they won't be there. So won't if really you were affect uh, how we, how our sky looks because of the local stars. But right. Like- mm-hmm. But if you were an astronomer and you were uh, say uh, five billion years from now or 10 billion years from now, assuming that the Earth was still yeah. here, and let's say our culture got destroyed for some reason, nuclear mm-hmm. war or whatever, whatever, reason. and some new species, maybe you you know lizards 
all right, evolve consciousness and they become the dominant life form on the planet. And their astronomers look up at the night sky, they're not going to see near what we can see. Yeah. And it's possible that they would not have enough evidence out there to be able to piece together what and we know about the universe. Their cosmology would be wildly different wildly based different. on observable evidence. And right. it's like, they, right. yeah, it's like it would be, there's just a couple galaxies out there. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we don't know. And, and you, it's like, how do you extrapolate a Big Bang from such limited evidence. Right. I don't know what the acceleration of the expansion of the universe would do to the cosmic microwave background. And, and that's how we really understand the Big Bang, is from the residual heat uh, right. left over from that huge explosion. Mm -hmm. That might still be there, but then they're going to come up with, even if, they, even if it is, and they do the calculations and come <coughs> up with that, they're going to come up with a universe that should have a lot more stuff in it. And it's like, right. where's all the stuff? Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So where is it? Where is it? Where to go? Yeah, and they won't know how to find it. No. And, and the other thing is, is that you know when we look up in the night sky, no matter what direction we look at, there seems to be a uniform distribution of matter. Mm -hmm. But ten billion years from now, that may not be the case. You have a local group here, and uh, it's like, why do we have a local group here, yeah. but nothing beyond it? I think there'll be more universal distribution of matter because there'll be nothing but <laughs> yeah. a local yeah. group, and it's like. So, but that's that would be weird because if there was this big bang, why is this local group all just stuck here? And where is everything else that might have come from such a bang? And yeah, I think it's um, kind of sad. Well, I mean, because it's it's through the it's through the expansion that we postulate dark energy and dark matter to begin with. And without knowing of other things, they might not come up with the expansion of the universe, the accelerated expansion, and they might never figure out why. Right. So right. yeah, bad karma. Yeah, but well, that's uh, but it's well that's just a little before we have a few gravity waves and then the laws of physics change altogether. <laughs> right? Yeah, we explode and die. Yeah, well, there's there's, there's some there's some discussion there's no about a, a, a possible state change in the in the universe uh, that could be coming. I mean, there's been several state changes since the Big Bang, and um, there could be a state change that. Could explain, eradicate everything. Explain state change. Um, I will have to look it up. All, all of all you of a sudden, bring up things you don't know. Well, all I know. Of a sudden, the strong, I just don't know how to explain it without making a mistake. Yeah, the strong uh, and the weak forces don't work the way they do because right now, because there's been a, a little more distance between well, at, quantum at, particles. At one point, there was something called expansion. And it was pretty uh, soon after the Big Bang. It's like every, the speed of light was violated a great deal. It's like everything expanded out at many times the speed of light, possibly fueled by the antimatter destruction of most matter. Uh, when the universe was created, for every 10 million particles of uh, antimatter, there were 10 million and one particles of matter. All of that had annihilated. And... The all the matter we see now is the remains of that one, uh, one in ten million particle that did not annihilate because there just was a slightly, slightly, ever so slightly more matter than uh, antimatter, and all that energy might have fueled the expansion of the universe. But these are special conditions that might not come back. I'm not sure how you introduce that much more ma antimatter into the system. In, okay, a, in so, a closed universe. So here I found a little uh, um, article on this. So it says um, <clears throat> the, a violent, the violent process that can cause something uh, this to happen is called a phase transition. Uh, and it's very similar to what happens uh, when, for example, um, water turns to steam <clears throat> or a magnet heats up and loses, loses its magnetization. And uh, so this particular article is talking, it says um, maybe it happens... Tomorrow, maybe in a billion years. Physicists have long predicted that the universe may one day collapse and that everything in it will be compressed to a small, hard ball. Yeah. New calculations from physicists at the University of Southern Denmark now confirm this prediction. And they also conclude that the risk of collapse is even greater than previously thought. Sooner or later, a radical shift in the forces of the universe will cause every particle in it to become extremely heavy. Everything, every grain of sand on Earth, every planet in the solar system, and every galaxy will become millions of billions of times heavier than it is now. Well, that'll stop from this expansion. phase transition. Yeah. yeah, and this will have disastrous consequences, obviously. 
Well, for like fragile life forms like us, yeah. The new weight will squeeze all material into a small, super hot, and super heavy ball, and the universe as we know it so will cease to exist. Everything will turn into neutronium. Which means you'll finally get your wish. All paywalls will be gone. <laughs> <laughs> this got really dark. Uh, yeah, it did. Yeah. Spoken it did. like a true IT guy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's like, let's, yes. yeah. It's like, right. any negative thing will go away. Any That's positive right. thing will go away. True. It's like... Yep, and to our listeners, no more podcast. No more podcast, no more which us. could be positive or negative, depending upon whether you like the show or hate it. And, mm. and literally, yeah, the, the total Heisenberg uncertainty principle of what's going on is like happen any time, any second. So any second. I wouldn't think about that. No. Yeah. Because there's no point, really. In, in, <laughs> right. There's in nothing things. you could do about it. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. and I think at this point, before that phase transition happens, and we all gain billions of pounds. He wants to it's end the probably show. time he to end our to show. End the show. Yes. It's sad but true. We've reached our, we've actually gone a bit beyond our hour mark. You so, suck, Bill. Yeah. All right. So anyway, thank you all for watching uh, another episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. We'll look forward to seeing you back here next time when we'll have more wild more speculations wacky and predictions. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you then. I'm Bill. I'm John. I'm Charles. Yeah, I'm Audie. And I'm Seth. Bye. <laughs>Thanks for listening to this episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. For more information and past episodes, please visit our website at galacticdriftwood.space. And now, please deactivate your cranial downlinks, collect your towels, and be sure to watch your step as you exit the gravity well.